Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you, boys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Guy Spear Sports. I am so honored since Brad is not here. My name is Sean Malincourt. I'm coming out here from Toronto, and I got my representation of the U.S. of A. Coming out in the East Coast, Lowell, Massachusetts, finest Reed, Craig Homer, who's decided to join us here today. He's going to take a little bit of bashing from me, but that's okay because he's a big boy. And, he, you know, I mean, honestly, do we ever feel bad about Boston when they lose? Everybody else doesn't. Maybe Bostonians absolutely do, but nobody else does. You guys are so treated, so talented, so like so many championships. I'm sure that you were looking at that score yesterday between Boston and Toronto and thinking to yourself, you know what? This is a football game. We got a chance because Tom Brady's coming on. And he's going to lead us in the fourth quarter, right? 28 to 3? Huh? <laughs> Hi, Sean. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had to get that in quickly. It was yeah, I'm glad. Glorious. I'm glad you took that stupid hat off. <laughs> I didn't want to rub hair. it in. That's what I, I didn't want. I didn't want to rub it in anymore, Reed. I didn't want to rub it in anymore. Oh, uh, you didn't. You didn't. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Hey. Besides that, how, how are you doing? How is it out there? Looks like it's a nice day. Wonderful day. Yeah, it's going to be 95, uh, but we're expecting fairly low humidity today. The worst day is uh, yet to come tomorrow. It's going to be pushing 100, um, not including the heat index, which is going to be around 105, and the dew point's going to be like a million. So wow, I'm just enjoying it today. I'm going to be boiling like a hot dog tomorrow, so that's, I'll that's drink today. Crazy. Hey, I, I wanted to mention one thing since you're out in Lowell, and uh, I just watched a movie just recently about uh, – you must, you, you must know Louis Sear, right? Strongest man of the world. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny, you know, he was born in, in Montreal, in uh, Quebec, but he lived a good portion of his life out there in Lowell. A lot, a lot of Quebec, Quebecers do. You know, we have a big French Catholic contingent down this way. Told you, we have a Valancourt Square right around the corner. Oh, I'm a hero there. World, 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 World War II hero. I keep <laughs> meaning every time I walk by to take a selfie with it. I'm too disgusted after what Toronto did to Boston last night. I'm glad I didn't. Maybe that'll be your 60th birthday present come up, coming up in this August. So. It's coming up another decade. It's 60th? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's 50. Wait, how now. old are you? Could turn 50. Yeah. Could have fooled me. <laughs> what, you trying to have 60 already? <laughs> Man. Oh, all right. So, Reed, I'm glad you're here because you know what? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, you and I, you and I, we had to talk hockey. We haven't talked hockey in a little bit. I've, I've talked to Brad briefly there after the draft. And, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised with Montreal's pick. I was like, what is that? And I thought Seattle made the greatest pick out of all of them. Just really just due to happenstance because Arizona and uh, – with the team before them as well there. Uh, so there was Arizona and uh, I have to look back at this here. This is bad. Uh, yeah, Arizona and New Jersey had no no need for a centerman. So Shane Wright, probably the top talent there, goes to Seattle. So I think Seattle did great there. Uh, but Montreal picking that 
Slavovsky there, I guess. I can't even pronounce his name. Slavovsky. Yeah. Ten points? Yeah. Ten points? Uh, Really, they picked him just due to the the Olympics. Yeah. He had a monster Olympics, and I'm like, this is the thing that we look at now? Like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on in my mean. What's their roster looking like? Do they do they have a need for a guy that they can, um, you know, stick in at, at left wing? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on in Montreal. I'm, I'm more perplexed by by Boston these days. So I, I haven't even figured Boston out, let alone Montreal. It's uh, it's pretty bad. But this pick makes sense if you sign Patrice, Patrick Bergeron. It makes sense if you're signing Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron. Sorry. Patrice Bergeron. It makes sense. Why'd you why'd, why'd you why'd you have to Americanize his name? Don't do that because I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it makes sense for that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, if 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 Bergie decides to go home, and again, shame on the Bruins for not settling that. Um, and same thing with Krejci, right? Like, there, there's too many balls in the air right now. Chara, um, so Chara, like you, you guys disrespected Chara there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. most things have to come back to you, come back to haunt you after a little while. You know, it's like. Yeah, I'm really, really. I've been questioning the decision making there for a long time. It hasn't showed uh, because we did we did draft pretty well, um, you know, over the last decade. Uh, but now it's we're really starting to see some of the the tomfoolery. Let's call it. Uh, you know, with the decision making up there, it's 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 crazy and. Even firing Bruce Cassidy, right? I, I was I didn't love Bruce as a coach, but what the hell? Like that's not the move to make at this point. You know what I mean? I didn't get it either. I I didn't understand. And uh, if anything, he got a job like two days later. Just yeah, with Golden Knights. Yeah, like yeah. he's not he's I mean, not sitting around. Exactly, he's not sitting around. And uh, no, it, it, that that it, it makes sense. If you think of it as cynically as I do, which is you've got two knuckleheads trying to save their ass and, and you know, distract everyone from how poorly they're running this organization <laughs> with Neely and Sweeney. It's just and it stinks because, you know, eventually your heroes become the villains. And, right? and that's 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 where Neely and Sweeney are right now, where you're just like, guys. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> but you guys will—you guys will put up with it like the Leafs will. We've been putting up with Shanahan and Dubas for a while now. I think Dubas is done as far as like grace to be given to him anymore. I think this is it. You—you uh, you traded away Anderson. You didn't make a deal for Campbell, so now you're taking a a flyer with. Uh, What's his face there from Ottawa just coming over? Uh, Murray, Matt Murray, and uh, Ilya yeah. Samsonov at 1.8. I mean, that's great. You got a talent like Samsonov coming in at 1.8 mil, very cheap. But at the same hand, it's like, oh my gosh, these are flyers because Campbell was good. Mrazic ended up being a bust, which was sad because you and I, we like Mrazic coming in. He's done some oh, yeah, good he things. It was it was great in Carolina, great in Detroit. Um, you know, he did what he had to do with what he what he what was available to him. And you know, same. Yeah, you know, Campbell's going to be successful, um, but I think, I think that's that's a huge upgrade for Edmonton. Huge upgrade. And again, I, I like Mike Smith a hell of a lot. Uh, he's always been a guy that is uh, that deals with volume, and um, you know, it, his numbers don't reflect it as well, right? Because he 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 takes a shelling 
And, you know, the guys in front of him trust that he can do that. You know, he's always been like a high volume, like insane amount of shots face every game, everywhere he's ever gone his entire career. It's been a very long career for Mike Smith, right? He has been. Um, but if you notice, though, that everybody seemed to have said, well, if you want to get to that next level, we got to get rid of this guy. Like Calgary had him, Edmonton now was, had him. For the, for, the talent, for the talent that they have, he was a good backstop for Calgary and Edmonton, right? He was a good backstop for those guys for that period of time, a good gap filler until they could go out and, and see what they could do through free agency. And, you know, now now I'm looking at Edmonton um, as they their stock has risen severely, oh, right? I think it was and you, brilliant. You, you, you still have to deal with Colorado, right? You still have to deal with Colorado out west. But, but Colorado's losing some some pieces, though. Like, let's yep. face it, Kadri's not coming back, and that's a big, not a, big not, a, not, not after that playoff run. Nope. That's a big, big uh, loss. And he had a great season, too, the regular season. Yep. So, I mean, he's not coming back. Kemper's not coming back. No. Nope. You know? So, I mean, there's already two big things. There's there's a few others. That, I mean, I, already, I think they already lost. Uh, what's his face there? Uh, one of their wingers there as well. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, he showed up in the playoffs. Uh Oh my goodness! I'll have to look it up in a moment there. But they've they've they've, they've lost a few people already, right? Because it's just like let's face it, you're you're up against the cap, like every team is, you know, and and you you have to make room. I mean, that's what happened with the Leafs. Here you are now. You got Jack Campbell, thirty-one. You want to sign this guy a five-year deal at five, right? So twenty-five yeah. altogether. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a goaltender that's going to be 37 by the time this contract's done. It's like, uh, is he going to be that good? Really, you're just signing him for that beginning portion. Now all of a sudden you look at, okay, you have two years of Matt Murray at 4.7 as a $300,000 savings, but it's only two years, and he's younger. He's 28, right? Yeah, and and again, Matt Matt Murray was was good when he had to be in Pittsburgh, right? Like, he he had success, Uh, but – but don't forget, too, that Matt Murray was replaced by Jack Campbell. Yeah. Jack Campbell, this is, this is, what, I, this is what I'm talking about back in um, uh, the AHL, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, or if it's not AHL. I believe it was the AHL, though. Anyways, he was replaced because basically they just felt that, no, we, no, I'm sorry, it was the CHL. And he was replaced, Matt Murray was replaced by Jack Campbell uh, with the Winter Hawks, if I'm not mistaken, in order to go forward. So it's kind of funny that it's flip-flop this time. <laughs> you know, It's like, oh, you're going to get replaced here. But to me, yeah. Edmonton takes advantage of this. They get themselves now a legitimate goaltender. They got some defense. What's happening with Kane, though? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a roller coaster with a guy like that, and it's it's kind of like you know in, in the UFC with John Jones. When he's good, he's good. You know, yeah, stellar. You know what I mean. Yeah. And then when it's bad, it's pretty bad. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty bad. So, you know. uh, but if he's he's a guy that if you can if you can you have to really coach his personality. And if you can figure that piece out and just get the get the most juice and the squeeze out of a guy like that. You know, that's all That's all he's looking for, I think. I, I think know. you just need some, some direction. He's a, he's a man-child. It's like, well, what are you supposed to do with a man-child? Like, at some point, you got to be a man. You know what I mean? It's no different than um, who's there in Tampa that Tom Brady ended up bringing in, letting him live in his basement. Then he just... Antonio Brown? Yeah, no different than that. Like, 
you got to Yeah, I think I, I think there we're dealing with a little CTE, uh, you know, but he is a bombastic personality, right? But that's yeah, that's, but he that's can, wide receivers for you. Yeah, like the, the, you're talking about two players that really can drastically change the outcome of a game, really, you know, in each of their sports. But uh, yeah. their personal lives are just in shambles. It's like, you know. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? I, I think that the comparison I just made with John Jones was pretty unfair with Amanda King because if you think about his controversies, not that bad. Not that bad. You know, and, and the NHL is a, a league that doesn't really have a lot of controversy, right? Like, they, if you know it's happening, um, but it just, it just for whatever reason, never really makes it out there. When it um, does, you know, it's bad, yeah. When it does, it's bad. You know, you can go back to the Bob Proverts and, uh, you know, even more recently, the Patrick Canes, right? Like, <laughs> or even more recently, of, Chicago, it's like, you know, yeah. the Kyle Beach yeah, thing that, and everything. Like, the whole thing there, yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's very rare for stuff like that to come out, so. You know, relative to to that, uh, you know, a Vanderkate situation, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, you think back to like Rick Tockett and uh, and Gretzky's wife there in Arizona when you're talking about gambling on, on games. Oh. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just what are you what are you doing? Don't even don't put yourself in those situations. And you know, but again, his situation isn't isn't that bad. Again, yeah. he is a bombastic personality that if you can if you can rein it in. And that was the big failure for P.K. Subban, right? Like, he's a guy that should should have been, like, no shit up first ballot Hall of Famer, um, given his skill set and his talent and his hockey IQ. But he's fighting guys in New Jersey. He's fighting guys at, at practices in Montreal. Like, you know, it's like, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, I heard he, I heard that he walked over the emblem as well in Montreal, and that was kind of yeah. it. That was it for him. Because um, then, you know, now, now you're like, I'm bigger than... I'm bigger than the emblem. I'm bigger than what the Montreal Canadiens represent. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if that's the right thing to be doing either, right? It's like, I understand he's an individual and he's- Yeah, uh, but the, 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 problem, the problem is too, is I think we're starting to see a shift, a fundamental shift in hockey, where you know some of the media coverage that you see and, and people willingness to talk to reporters and report these things, um, you know, it's starting to it's starting to get into hockey now in a way that it wasn't previously. Because again, hockey's pretty quiet in the controversy front. Yeah. And, and but you know, PK Subban walking over the animal. Why did anybody even hear about that? Why why did that? Why was that even a story? That t- that type of thing usually wasn't. But PK Subban had this aura about him. He had this you know this media you know thing around him and uh, you know very public and you know dating a celebrity and all that other stuff. You know, it just. It, it, it's a bummer. Yeah, and uh, same things happen with Evander Kane, and you know, I, 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 you know, again, when Evander Kane's hot, he's awesome. Oh, he really is. It's there's nothing quite like him. Yeah. How come is it too? It took this long for uh, the NHL to get their first black general manager. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting for the first black head coach. Uh, so congratulations, Mike Greer and San Jose. But you know, that's that's a long time coming, right? It's like wow, very long time. Uh, coming. You know, I, I I I don't understand all the ins and outs. I do understand that hockey has been perceived as a white man sport. And the thing is, though, is that I think people are catching up because hockey is just yeah, of a, it's just a good sport, right? And yeah, so when it's, when it's good, then it attracts people. And I also think of the coverage of hockey this past season with the ESPN coming involved and then um, yeah. uh, TNT getting into their coverage. I think they did a great job, and I think it's going to advance yeah. it even more. 
Um, yeah, it, it, that, that's really the whole thing with hockey is like there's there's yeah. there's two ways to look at it, right? It never it, 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 it there was periods, you know, early uh, in, earlier in the 90s and the uh, 70s and 80s and stuff like that where it was like a, a big premier premier sport getting lots of coverage, you know, coverage, you know, Derek Sanderson, for example, the Bruins at one time, he was the highest paid athlete in all professional sport back in the 70s. And he was a fucking wild boy, right? Like he, he blew all of his money. He was hanging out with mobsters. He was doing coke, having a blast, right? And uh, you know, it was it was more talked about back in those days. And um, you know, with the with the ESPN deal, not only are you seeing more coverage, more eyes on the sport, but you're also going to now see a lot of the ESPN type coverage of the sport. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. they they have a, a a way of reporting things where they where they talk about things like you know racial disparity and stuff like that, and the way that. TSN, CBC, they, they, you know, they just, they haven't previously. Always, it seems like they're always just like one step behind. Yeah, yeah. Like, like very reactionary. Like, oh, they're doing that? Let's go, uh, you know, uh, you know. And it's just like, guys, like, that should be on the forefront. These questions should have been asked beforehand. It's not something that should be just, uh, you know, like a backpedal and then move forward. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just like, what, what, what is the, that? The, the other thing we're seeing with hockey now, too, is um, more people are playing uh, than ever before. That's a fact, right? There's, yeah. there's more people. More people are playing hockey. More kids are playing hockey. Gears, gear has always been a big, um, uh, you know, blocker to entry. Yeah. to getting into the sport because hockey is a very expensive sport. Expensive. Bat- and if you're basketball. growing, yeah. 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 Basketball is cheap. Um, you know, uh, football Soccer. is relatively cheap. Baseball, yeah. same deal. You know what I mean? Fairly, fairly, uh, you know, low barriers to entry into those yeah. sports. And you see, you know, baseball, there's kids in Cuba with broomsticks and, yeah. and you know, whatever, playing, playing the game and getting very good. Um, now we're seeing, you know, uh, more manufacturers out there becoming, you know, having more gear produced and it becomes cheaper and the barriers to entry are in. And it used also, to be your, your parents yeah. had to take you to the, to the barn, you know, at 4 a.m. in the morning, 5 a.m. in the morning for practice. You know what well, I mean? That's like, why I was never like my 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 parents didn't want to invest the money. <laughs> it's a, it's a hockey gear for me because it's just like, oh, you know, Sean, you you know, you're seven and you're probably not yeah. gonna make it to the NHL. And it's just like <laughs> what about just yeah, playing? Exactly. So oh, you can play street hockey and road hockey yep. and everything like that you know it's like oh that's fan that, that's that's fantastic but you know how how horrible was it that it was just like you know i don't i don't want to mortgage the house to have you go play a sport you know what i mean and now you got the jumpstart program here in canada where people now are donating uh you got play it against sports you could buy uh, yeah. you use stuff like like now it's become more accessible and it should be because you don't know where the next super talent's going to come from, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, look at, yeah, look, yeah. At, look at the draft this year. I think finally yeah. a Canadian was in number four. There was like three Europeans that went, and I think one American that went before a Canadian went. So I mean, yeah. this, this is the way the hockey is going. So I don't yeah, know. it's a fundamental shift, and and again, one of the, still one of the big barriers to entry is time. Like the because because again, getting ice time for kids as a parent it, it it's it's crazy like you know I, I want fiona to play hockey she's three and a half she's getting that age soon um but get on skates, like, buddy. gretzky gretzky was already uh, there doing it i know i know <laughs> but it's like you know the, the time that goes into that is absurd it's absolutely absurd and the, yeah. the risk to injuries is way higher than other sports if you think about it you know not so much the uh concussive stuff that's that's a big big factor in hockey as well but you know you could wrench a knee very easily uh learning how to skate yeah, soft, is, so. like the soft tissue damage and everything like that, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and then on top of that, just to add in, you know, we have weapons with the sticks, you know. 
go somewhere else. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I always I always have nightmares with the Clint Mallard truck incident, you know, watching all that blood. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> People forget about that stuff. Oh, it's that, terrible. That's, that's, how, that's how good hockey is, though. You don't see those yeah. injuries too much anymore. Thank God. I remember Berard, when the visors came becoming mandatory, when his eye was just like, ah, ah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, you see a lot of that. The, the stick gets up under there. It's, oh. it's not good. You know, but, but I, I, you know, here, here, here we are. We're talking about this uh, free agency. I mean, honestly, to me, real hot. This, yeah, like this free agency is more than the NBA. Like I don't know, NBA is going to do what they're going to do. Everybody's talking about Kevin Durant, and, and honestly, I don't know if that's all smoke and everything. But I, when I look at all that. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're saying this, and then all of a sudden you're going to do something else. Here you're seeing guys moving. People are big, trying to big, go under. Big names. Like, huge, like Matthew Tachuk deal. Calgary loses Johnny Goudreau. You know, Johnny yeah. Hockey now has gone to Columbus. Columbus now all of a sudden is a half team, as far as I'm concerned, at least one superstar line, at least one oh, good yeah. line there. You That's know? an all-star line if you ask me. Absolutely. And so, you know, now you got the Leafs. The Leafs are going to have to be competitive in a team. I mean, Tampa has not exactly lost anybody. They, they're still strong. No. Florida got stronger, if you ask me, if the tuck going over there. Yeah, you lost Huberdo and you lost Uyghur, but you still have uh, amazing uh, forward in Tuchuk. And on top of that, Montreal, who knows? They might land Bergeron. Boston might be the weak link in here. It's sad yeah. to say, you know, um, but the thing is that Toronto's got to be competitive in this. And let's face it, JT, John Tavares, is not John Tavares of four years ago. That's an nope. old man out there going out there. I mean, he got 70 points last season, and he's probably just going to decline even further. So to me, yeah. it's like, what, what's, what does this mean with all these teams making these moves, Edmonton making moves, Colorado's doing stuff, uh, all these teams, it, it's becoming now you can become like, 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 like it was in the NBA just a little while. You just sign a couple of guys and you're on that map. And it looks like it's starting to happen here in hockey. Like, sign a couple of guys here because the cap is not working up for us and uh, we're able to be competitors. I, I, I'll say this hockey is like the NBA, and you have your, your golden states in the NHL, right? Um, you have Colorado, Tampa Bay is. Always gonna be. They, we, they almost they almost won a third straight cup for Pete's sake. How long has Tampa like even back when Bru, uh, the Bruins won their their cup? Tampa Bay was very much in the mix. They were scared. Oh yeah, Steven Steven Stamkos. Yeah, like that guy is still continuing to be incredibly productive. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's the names that keep coming up out of Tampa Bay just keeps finding this talent. It's absurd, you know. And <laughs> I don't think that'll change. I think you know, Calgary's still just on the precipice. Um, Edmonton got better. Uh, so you're going to have more parity there out West. Um, but you know, Carolina is going to be a problem, uh, for a long time on the East. Uh, Florida got better with Matthew Kachuk and, uh, and Vegas and, uh, got better. Vegas got a hell of a lot better, even with their coaching again, yeah. the rest in peace, Bruce Cassidy in Boston. Um, I think he was the wrong guy got fired there. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this season pans out. Because um, again, I, I I just think that the parallel between the NBA and the NHL is the teams that are the premier teams they're not going away. They there's not they haven't lost enough talent. Um, they didn't have any severe turnover or anything like that. They're going to be a problem uh, again this season. So 
it'll it'll be fun to see where the uh, the outliers kind of produce. And again, Columbus getting so much stronger, um, they're they're now in a position where they can whoever was in the you know the top six or you know top five of the the, the conference now they're teasing for those positions having just, a line like that if everyone can stay yeah. healthy. Just think about it. Like the Islanders was like you know just a couple years ago. Deadly. We're, we're talking about like conference finalists, right? Yep. And then this year they don't make the playoffs. I mean, that's how quickly things can turn. And this is after John Tavares left, right? John Tavares leaves. Everybody thought, oh, that's yep. the end of them. Well, John, John Goudreau just left. I don't think Calgary's done. They made a couple of good moves there. And who knows? If they go in and they go for Nazem Kadri, all of a sudden that team's back in the mix. It's like yeah, you, got very much back in the mix. you got the goaltending and all that, you know? Um, yeah. I, and again, again, in the East, you can't you can't ignore um, the Rangers. What no, they did this past season? No, they're so good, and it's not With like the very very young, young gold. They're very young, young. Goal too, and That's they're they're superstar defenseman Adam Fox. Very like, very young. People still scratching their heads. How in the world did Tampa um, get through them? Because dude, they I, were all over them. It didn't. You know? It didn't look good for Tampa for a good stretch of that that series. Yeah. Like, it was. They, they they were never in a situation where they had the, the command. No. Um, they didn't have the ship stack. And... Well, now you have to argue. You could argue, though, that, like, you know, if Sidney Crosby didn't get injured and everything like that, would Pittsburgh have gone through the Rangers? Same deal. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. But at the same hand, it's like, you know, like that, the Rangers are nothing to be and, – and, and, and Pittsburgh just – they brought the band back together, too. It's like another year. Everybody's back. I'm like, holy smokes. I was seeing I was seeing highlights uh, of of Connor McDavid's this season, and you're just like, holy cow! And then you see Sidney Crosby still producing those highlight reel plays. Yeah, where you're just like, when when does it when do you slow down? When do you stop? You know what I mean? Like a guy it, it, he, again, he's with with Connor McDavid, with Austin Matthews, you know, all these all these you know big names in hockey. Sidney Crosby's still in the mix of. <laughs> I mean. He, he's he's not not much younger than me. I think he's got. I think I got like a year on him. Maybe thirty. Probably what thirty four now. Um, Didn't he? Something like that. Did the kid? I think he's like 34, 35, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we we're we're about the same age, and just seeing seeing how he's able to and taking care of himself too. The durability of a player like that, because you look at Bergeron, you think, oh man, that's a guy that's got some real mileage on him. Right? You hear about the after every playoffs run. It's like they do x-rays, and he's got a punctured lung. He's got broken ribs. <laughs> Sidney Crosby just isn't getting those type of injuries. Like, he's so, he's so just slick, concussed. You know what I mean? He just gets yeah, concussed, just concussed. <laughs> concussed quite often. And, Connor, and, and again, Connor McDavid, growing up watching a guy like Sidney Crosby, was able to take that and, and, and even expound off of that, too. Uh, you never see Connor McDavid being put in situations. No, where you never really get yourself in a situation like that. Yeah, same thing with uh, Matthews as well. You notice, like, those guys don't put themselves in yeah. situations like that. Because it's just like uh, it's not it's not worth it. There's other players for that. There's no. you know um, yeah, and, and that's the other thing too with the Leafs is that you cannot say anything about the Leafs there as long as they and that's the thing they only have two years with Austin Matthews on contract as it is right now. But as long as he's under yeah. contract, the Leafs still have some sort of chance. So, but I got so, be honest. honestly though because 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 that contract is running out and you run the risk of and again Toronto's been in situations where you're looking at like that 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 weird COVID season right where the they they were only they had the North Division that should have been their fucking year and then yes. Montreal goes to the yeah. finals right so Austin Matthews isn't <laughs> stupid right he's looking at this situation like all right well if my contract expires I can go do whatever the hell I want 
Yes. Does Toronto preempt that and make a move with Austin Matthews? Oh, I, I would have get to some say, value back. Like, there's probably going to be some conversations happening over this upcoming, and not this one, but the upcoming off season, right? Depending on what Austin they do. Ma- I, I, I'd be, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if something happened during this free agency period. Did you uh, move Austin Matthews? Yeah, just given given what's left on his term. But then, who 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 are you going to make a trade with in order to get that kind of value? There's not that many people that have that kind of value. Like there's, there's, there's a guy like Austin Matthews who make it work. I know, but I mean, it's the same thing like trading Gretzky. Like what's well, the value? That, that was the con- what's the value the there? Right? Like there's no value. The, con- the, the conversation with that that's exactly what happened there with the, when when Gretzky was uh, yeah uh, foisted from uh, Edmonton, right? That whole situation. Yeah. Like where does a guy like that go? And he found someplace. You know what I mean? Like it was, and they it, made it, a wasn't, deal. it wasn't like, the, yeah, they had to. Yeah, they made a deal, and uh, you know, it's not like you got value back. <laughs> You're not going to you get got, value. You back. got something though, right? Got, like, yeah, yeah. Again, if 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 a guy like that hits free agency, if a guy like Austin Matthews hits free agency. You're fucked. Well, that's why you're, you're looking at Calgary. Yeah, exactly. Because when they just saw John Goudreau just leave, he got nothing. This guy had 115 points. So it's like, okay, let's do something with the Chuck before this becomes the same thing. Because, you know, that, that was a smart move as far as I'm concerned. Because losing Goudreau for nothing probably upset them. Yeah. Yeah. Severely. So, you know, and and uh, again, the willingness of a guy like Johnny Goudreau, who, again, but not, he was a very, very good draft prospect. Um, and then, you know, it, it, there was a period of time where you're just like, is he going to pan out? And then just, just this season alone, what, what Goudreau was able to put together with Calgary was phenomenal. Right. Unbelievable. And, and then to see him go to fucking Columbus, I'll do respect to Columbus. I love that city, but that was, that was so shocking. Like such a weird situation where you're like, what is he doing going down there? Right. Like, well, he said something about wanting to be closer to home. So I don't know where home is for Johnny Goudreau. Is it Minnesota or what have you? I think it's New Jersey. New Jersey. So probably, you know, you don't want to go to New Jersey. (laughs) Probably siding with them. So you do do the next best thing and go to a team that's close by. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a New Jersey boy. Yeah. Yeah, Salem County, New Jersey. Yeah. And let's face it, like the Devils, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Like P.K. Subban's a free agent this year. And... He's not going to get PK Subban money like the way that he's been used to getting that kind of money. I I, I wouldn't be surprised to be able to get him cheap on the cheap, actually. Yeah, you, you'll you'll get a good deal for PK Subban, and I think I think with the guy like PK Subban, where if you get the the media pressure off him a little bit, right? Like, because again, all the other superstars in hockey these days, no one's really talking about PK Subban the way they were four, five, six years ago, right? No. I think that I think that if he's allowed to fly under the radar, I think he'll be productive. Um, and he's definitely got the skill set. He's definitely got the hockey IQ. Um, is he training as hard as he should be? That's always the question for PK Subban. But, yeah. you know, it, it, I think I think a guy like that, is, as long as he's not, the, you know, expected to be the guy and he can just kind of go do his thing a la, um, you know, like a Patrick Sharp in, in Chicago, right? Like, once, once, once the superstar core was built up around him, he was allowed to just go out there and 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 be sneaky productive. Like uh, Phil Kessel going to Pittsburgh. Patrick Marlowe, Phil Kessel. You know what I mean? Like when you don't have to be the guy that heavy as the head that wears you know wears the crown. As long as if you don't have to be that guy and you can just kind of be like a a role filler and uh, you know a support you know structure type person, I think he'll I think he'll be he'll be just fine. 
Yeah. And that, that, that that's what's going to work out for Johnny Goudreau down in Columbus, right? Like, he's the superstar down there, but he's got great support around him. On great that support. Line is good. Plus, uh, man, okay, so Philadelphia got an upgrade in coaching. I don't know who's coaching Columbus there right now, but uh, Columbus, I think to me, they got they got a good chance. They got a good chance to make the postseason and then start making some waves up again. You know what I mean? I wish they never got rid of Torts. I like Torts. Tortorella is a man. He, he really is, um, and he's he's such a personality, which is what I love about hockey so much. Is your you know your Bruce Boudreaux's, your Patrick Waz, your uh, you know like he's just a again a bombastic personality that just makes it a lot more fun. Absolutely. Um, uh, but still, one of my favorite my favorite trades of the season uh, this off season so far has been uh, Claude Giroux to Montreal. Right, like you like that, eh? Yeah, Going of back course, home. You know, eh? Yeah, going back home, it, you know, and again, Claude Giroux is a guy who I cursed, you know, for much of my, much of my, uh, you know, the 2010 to, you know, 2015 era um, when, when Boston and, and Philadelphia really? were trading shots. But I, I always loved Claude Giroux because he, uh, he, he just looked like a hockey player. Yeah. Right? He, and he was, he had the yeah. name, he had the missing teeth, the beard, <laughs> you know, he was, it's just, it's so cool to see. And for him to be able to go back home, that's really awesome. To I'm see. sure he's and, happy about that too. Right? <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. And what and, what would that what would that look like with him and Bergeron in a power play together? Scary, scary. <laughs> Along with Suzuki as well. Like, come on, it's it's a uh, if that's what Montreal is doing, then that draft choice. Then all of a sudden, he like they look like superstars at that point. There. Uh, yeah, because if you get if you get two lines with uh, you know centered by uh, Giroux um, and Bergeron there, and you got Cole Caulfield. You know, he, yeah. I don't think he's taking a step back. You know, he sh- he no. showed he showed no. you know a lot of great great grace um, early on in the postseason last year, um, or, or making that deep run in the postseason last year. Yeah. Um, you know, they they might be on to something. They might be. I mean, you know, like it all depends on what's going to come out in the wash there. Uh, but they're not they're not going to be as horrible as what they were this past season there. Plus, on top of that, their head coach I like him so much, Marty St. Louis. I mean, that guy is just a a solid guy. I hate Montreal, but I like Marty yeah. St. Louis, man. I do. I yeah, do. and he, he was he was another guy that was just a real pain in the ass for any any fan of hockey in the East Coast um, when he was down in Tampa. Yeah, he, you know, but such a class fucking act. Yeah, um, like he really he really is. He's he's one of those guys where you're just like, I don't know anybody who doesn't like him. You know, um, how could you not? Yeah, he's always been such a classy guy. Well, so, it's gonna good, be good for Montreal and absolutely. Boston's, uh, Boston's ship is the the all the all the the sails uh, on the masts are on fire, and you don't know the, the skipper's drunk. Um, you know, hey, there's mutiny abound. You don't know. You guys got NBA lockdown, man. The Red Sox look bad right now. You know, like actually, not even bad. I won't even say that. They're still above 500. They're still within spitting distance. And quite honestly, you got blown up one game. I think know. I think we need I think we really needed a game like last night to be honest. You know, to, if we're going to transition to MLB, um, I, I think they needed something like a slap in the face because that was not a good look on anybody's part in that entire game, and it was yeah. embarrassing. Um, but I mean, you know, like we're we're the Blue Jays. I have I have my my uh, Major League Baseball beginning of the season almanac there, and they were saying that these guys are going to finish number one in the East, right? Coming out of the East, number one, they're going to be. Okay. You know, Vladdy Guerrero is going to be the MVP, right? Uh, junior. 
Yeah. I love, and, love watching that swing because it takes me right back to the 90s. It does, man. It's, it's a great swing. I love it when he comes up to the plate. He does this thing all the time with his bat where he's signing. His autograph looks like in, in the ground, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's, yep. that's so cool. But honestly, let's have a look. I mean, nobody saw the Yankees doing what they were doing this year. Uh, unbelievable. I don't, know why we're, I don't know why we're surprised. Why the fuck are we surprised? Because I guess nobody, nobody was looking. I know. I mean, uh, you still look at it. It's like, well, Aaron Judge. Well, Aaron Judge is in a, one of those weird seasons where it's just like, oh, I, I'm up for a contract. I better show what I can do. So he's smashing everything out of the ball yard, out of the ballpark there. Seattle started off so slow and then all of a sudden goes on this crazy 14 game. Just ended last night, 14 game winning streak. Just ended last night unbelievable and now you know the jays took a big old tumble i mean it was bad but then you had a look at the jays and this is something i always said is that their starters it looked solid it looked rock solid yeah. until until reuse goes oh he's gone for the rest of the season now all of a sudden it's like oh and then gossman taking that line drive like that he was in that game last night against you against the the red Sox, but it was nice to see him back yeah. but losing him for that little bit that hurt because it was just Manoa and Barrios, and Barrios was playing 50-50 ball, and then, of course, Manoa just during that time period went into this little funk, you know? Yep. That kid, bad, man. Bad timing. Bad timing. That Manoa. What do you think of that kid, man? You saw him in the All-Star game second inning? Of course. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, he's got great stuff, as they say. Um, <laughs> and it's going to be fun to see how, how the rest of the season pans out with that. Um, because again, like I think, I think the stink that uh, you know, that's baseball, right? You, you know, you watch these funks, and then next thing you know, like you're looking at a team in October where you're just like, oh, geez, you you forget it. You know what I mean? The Red Sox have done that to me so many times, where you're just like, oh, oh the Astros look like world beaters and all this other crap, and the next you know, October rolls around, you're just like, oh shit, look at this. <laughs> you know, August August is a very long month. September is. is a very long month it for is. baseball. Dog and, days and of summer. I mean, they call it for that for a reason because yeah, exactly what it is. It's, it's like you know, like the Jays were lucky in April to win those little one 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 run games to keep them in this hunt there. Um, but you know, we're we're going to look at it again. We're going to have like four teams with ninety wins. Yep. But thankfully, this time we have that extra playoff berth there so at least a little bit more uh gratuitous as far as that's concerned it, it's it doesn't feel as ugly as what it felt like last season where literally are you kidding me jay's had 91 yeah, wins and that's not good enough it, to get in yeah the, the you're, gonna 90 have, wins? you're gonna have the dread factor because there's gonna be those teams that are at like 85 88 wins right it's gonna be heartbreaking for them um but the real heartbreak is again those 91 uh win teams where you're just like how the hell, and, you know? So the dread factor is a little lower for the for the for the for the you know folks that are, and it's just it's going to make it, again it's going to make August and September a lot more interesting. I Absolutely, um, because you, you, there's there's real hope and real chance, and the heartbreak factor is going to be there, but it's also going to be, um, you know, no heartbreak for a special team or two, which is really fun to see. I'm going to ask you one question here, and unfortunately, it does involve one of your arch nemesis here, as far as the team is concerned. But who do you think has right. a chance to beat the Mariners' uh, all-time winning record? There, do you think it's the the Yankees, the Astros, or the Dodgers? Because they're all pretty much the same. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. one or two games within each other. There, they're already at sixty wins. All of them are at sixty wins, above yeah. sixty wins. Um... 
I think I think it's I think it's most likely the Dodgers, um, just by virtue of the the their schedule, right? Um, you know, the Astros have a lot of talent they have to play. Um, the Yankees. I'm going to go Dodgers, Yankees, Astros. Yeah, in that yeah. order, probably. Uh, that's 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 amazing. I mean, you know, the Dodgers. Oh, God bless the Dodgers, right? It's like they they always look so amazing. Talk about a team that has been dominant for so many seasons and have one World Series. It's like the Braves back in the day. They were just dominant and had one World Series. It's like, oh, <laughs> something's they wrong. Should have, they, should, they should have a lot of hardware by now. And, right? Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to turn around for them, but, you know. They might win it, this year, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, so. I, think I think I think it's just statistics. You know, what I mean, like they they have to at some point. You know, it's it's crazy. And again, you have to think back to kind of like Tampa Bay Lightning um, in the early two thousand tens. You know, they were they were right there, and all it takes is you know the right pieces just being in place. You know, uh, convenience of schedule, all that shit, and uh, chemistry and. Uh, a good bullpen, and that's all it takes. And next, you know, yeah. the Dodgers could easily, you know, they could win three straight if they wanted to uh, here in the next couple of years. Um, so I'm they real hot on the Dodgers. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the Dodgers. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do like them from a, a statistical standpoint of, of uh, you know, having a shot at toppling the uh, the record by the Mariners and, yeah. and winning some fucking some hardware. The, the Dodgers are just like the Yankees, as far as I'm concerned. Like they could just spend the money and get a t- get a guy over there. You know, I just saw one of my uh, buddies. This guy's never paid attention to baseball, so I'm going to be a little easier on him. But I just saw him the other day, and of course now he's starting to pay attention to baseball. Which team is he paying attention to? The Dodgers. He's got the Dodgers stuff. I'm like, oh no, no. Listen, listen. They, they got a great they got a great kit, right? Like their their uniform kit is. It looks it's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only the only issue is you can't wear that shit to a barbecue, and I see everyone out there wearing that shit to barbecues. It's like you better not have any sauce on those wings because <laughs> you have to buy a blue? new one every weekend. Out of that baby blue, <laughs> that's no good. Not happening. That's no happening. good. <laughs> that's why the Astros are smart. They know everyone down in Houston is eating barbecue all the time. They have to get some colors that can hide those stains. Oh, you know what? That is the best uniform for any sort of. It is a very sharp. Very, I, like, I like the orange and blue. I, yeah, yeah it, it it covers up all that shit. Whether yeah, you do a Tennessee curry can sauce. drop on there. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you could have your butter chicken, your tiki masala, you know, whatever. Do you remember senior? Do you remember senior? Back in the day, we were on those search tests. Senior was always a big Astros fan. He was wearing those Astros jerseys, and I was laughing at him because it was before the Astros became. Because they were still back at that time, like, you're playing a Minute Maid Park. You guys suck. Boy, yep. you, you think he's laughing right now? Uh, you think seniors laughing yeah. today? Oh my and, god! And you know, like uh, it's funny how the controversy of that of that Astros team, like it just it didn't stick around long enough. Like whenever we say something to an Astros fan, oh, talk to Brad. Brad, Brad still always is like, oh, oh, oh yeah. George Springer, the the Peter, you know. <laughs> I'm the same same exact way still to this day. But it just didn't stick the way you know the Brady situation happened and uh, situations. You, I you say. want to know why? Because the Astros are a good team. That's why they didn't need to resort to cheating. I don't even know why they did. I don't even understand that they didn't need to. It's just a seriously good team. So I, I don't. Cheat. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, that's not the American. Isn't that the American way? Yeah, truth, justice, damn right way. it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not called cheating. It's called gamesmanship. Okay. Gamesmanship. Yeah. Every, I, 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 I am one of those guys like with the, with the Patriots Spygate thing. I do have to give uh, Astros a little break there because it's like, were they the only ones doing it? You know what I mean? Like they, they were doing it and winning. That's their problem. Right? <laughs> All right. Before we go, I just wanted to get I wanted to get your uh, your thoughts about Charlie Montoya getting fired there after Seattle's the Seattle debacle for the Blue Jays there. You mean Minota? Is it uh, Minota? No, Isn't Montoya. Charlie Charlie Montoya. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, we're talking about the same guy. Just, I, I'm not sure that's how you pronounce his name. Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, yeah. I, I watch every game here, so that's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't trust me, Reed. Montoy, Montoyo. Monto, yeah. So, anyways, what do you think of that? Yeah, you have to do that when something like that do happens, you? right? You? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what still, to think. A lot of. Still a lot of baseball left to play, right? You know, yeah. you, you keep a guy like that on for, you know, a, another, you know, three, four weeks, you know, you have to send a message to the clubhouse. And, and oftentimes the, 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 the manager is the guy that's in that spot where it's like, it's one piece that you can just, unfortunately, it's, it's a bad look, right? Uh, yeah. Getting swept by the Mariners. I, 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 it's tough because the Mariners, look at the Mariners went on a 14 game winning streak, right? Um, they, 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 they did that to a lot of ball clubs. Um, and, and I, I, as far as I know, no one else got fired. Um, but Toronto thinks they can win. They, they have, they have, you know, a lot of great pieces in play there. Um, you have to do something like that to shake it up. So ultimately I support the move. Uh, you know, again, if I had the gift of hindsight, uh, with the gift of hindsight, looking at the, the 14 game winning streak by the Mariners, how good they are. Um, you know, I could sit there now and say, eh, maybe not, but at the time, yeah. When you see something like that happen with a team, a team like the Blue Jays, it makes sense. It makes sense. I was there, like you know, like last year. The the Jays, of course, the only team that's out of America, so in Canada. So like during the COVID stuff, we had to start the season in Buffalo. Actually, I think we started in Dunedin, moved to Buffalo, and then finally moved to Toronto. Right, and we still had ninety one victories. Not even like playing in two different home parks. So it's just weird that we did that and then we go through this funk against Seattle and then it's like, Charlie just takes the fall and Charlie was, man, you have a look at him. He was the guy that was keeping, cause you saw Vladdy wanting to lose it. Cause like these umps are making horrible calls and this is everywhere. Like, like the ball is way out. And it's like, what is that a strike? How is that a strike? And you see Vladdy's about to lose it, but thankfully Charlie will come in there and then just get in the umps face and then get kicked out. Right. So, I mean, that's what your man yeah, and to do. That, that's that, that. Yeah, and I, I, again, he was he was a good ball manager. He really was. And sometimes you have to. There's this this story about Sun Tzu, right? And he was trying to get, um, you know, things in order there and, and show that he was, you know, all business and no messing around. And what he ended up doing was he took a you know a harem of these uh, you know young beautiful girls, and you know he wanted to show the emperor you know, how good he was. And you had these unruly girls. There were probably like 15 at the time. <laughs> and uh, very, very beautiful. And he's trying to, trying to, you know, get them to regimented, you know, as he would his, his, uh, his legions of, of warriors, right? And couldn't get them in order. So finally, one day, he has them all line up in ranks. And he says, all right, out of all of you, who do you think is the prettiest? And they unanimously voted for this one girl. And then he had her head cut off. 
And then all of a sudden, they're towing the fucking line, right? Did he want to do that? No, right? But he, he wanted to show the emperor that he, he was responsible enough and he was the guy for the job. Um, sometimes you have to cut the head off the previous chick and Charlie Montoyo, unfortunately, was in that situation when you have a team with all the talent in the world all not getting talent, it done. Yeah, yeah. And then, so, honestly, and, and like I said, you send a message. It was, it was sad because Gossman gets injured, Ryu's gone, this Kukui guy is like, you know. We, we end up starting on Sergio Romo and he's like a dud. It's like, Ew. But Seattle yeah. cut him, though. That was the funny thing is that Seattle cut him. We're like, hey, let's go pick that guy up. <laughs> Should have known better. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be interesting the rest of the way down, I think. Um, you know, and I can't wait to talk about it again. Uh, hey, we're coming to one the thing end. I do, one, thing, one thing I do want to talk about is we just saw a big, big UFC fight get booked. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. You know which fight I'm talking about? A big one get booked. Are we talking about uh, Diaz or that was a nope. big one that just happened? Piotr Jan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's a big and one? I, I, am, I, I am no fan of Sugar Sean O'Malley's. I'm quite the contrary. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate everything about him. Um, I think he's a talented fighter, but his personality, he's trying to do this thing, which is just, again, he's a guy that stands outside of 7-Eleven and asks you for a buck, and if you say no, he calls you the N-word. He's one of those dudes, right? You know, SpongeBob SquarePants sweatpants at the uh, at the freaking grocery <laughs> store with Crocs and, and a, a tank top with holes in it, right? But, like, you know, we saw the, the uh, who was the kid? Uh, Pedro Munoz fight, right? Uh, yeah. Ended uh, in a no contest due to eye poke. What did you think of that? Did you think that it was a legit eye poke? And Pedro Munoz had to go out there and show pictures of the medical uh, document documentation, show that he really did have a situation. But Sugar Sean continues to to talk that shit, and uh, he was losing that entire fight Listen, up to that point too. So I, the I Piotr Jan situation, what happens there? Because Piotr Jan's going to lose an eye, and he's going to keep coming at you. Yeah, he's not Pedro Munoz in that regard. Yeah, uh, Piotr Jan is a nasty little fuck. Yeah, I. <laughs> I honestly think, okay, so you had to put O'Malley in with somebody, right, if you wanted to have a title shot. I mean, firstly, I don't, even know, why, I don't even know why you keep digging this guy up. He's, he's nothing. He's nothing. And I'm not trying to be mean. I wish that they never did that to him because then he might be able to at least win people over by himself. You know what I mean? Like, but they yeah, I mean, really like, have pushed he, he, him. He, he, they pushed him one, so one, hard. He, Sugar Sean O'Malley is like this thing that's happening in the, in, you know, in, in the pop culture, the zeitgeist right now, where, you know, you got Megan Fox dating Machine Gun Kelly. You got fucking uh, the Kardashians are all dating these guys that look like they have uh, track marks. You know, your Travis Barkers and shit. You know, that's the look. Pete Davidson is, is banging all of the, the, the ladies that I would love to have on my mantle. Um, and he's like a skinny weirdo with, he looks like, you know, my notebook in high school, just yeah. scratching all sorts of shit all over it. Yeah. I, Sugar I, Sean O'Malley is very much in that ilk where it's like, yeah, I, I'm that's, just that's part of the thing. I get, I get why, I get why Uncle Dana is is promoting a guy like that so heavily. Yeah, but Dana um, does but, this all the time. He yeah, does course, this all the time. He did it with Sage Northcutt. Yep. And then all of a sudden, when a champion comes in that he he really doesn't like, and that's happened a few times to him because unfortunately it's not fixed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So when yeah. when you had uh, Stipe Miocic become champion. When you had uh, 
Oh my goodness. Very unmarket very unmarketable guy from Dan's yeah. perspective. Um what's his face there? Uh why can't I think of him his name right now? Oh my goodness. Oh class. No. he was heavy and light heavy. Uh wrestler. No, no, wrestler. We're talking about like early UFC stuff here. Um Ooh. him and him and Chuck Liddell had wars. Uh Tito Ortiz, Randy Not Couture. Tito, um Randy Couture. Oh, Randy Couture. Another Captain one. Captain America. Yeah, like like Dana didn't want those guys as champions. They didn't look his part. They didn't look the part. You know, they, what were, I mean? they were good. They were good guys. They were good they were guys. Good. Exactly. Stephen Miocic is a good guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's dumb as shit, but he's a fucking good guy. You know, volunteer firefighter. Um, you know, all has all the love and respect for his uh, his state and his city. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that guy is not getting a title no shot back. Now, I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't want or he hasn't been approached or he's not approaching, but. Here we have Amanda Nunez getting a title shot like that right back, you know, like yeah. no problems. And Stipe is like, well, you know, I, I don't get it with some of this stuff. And, and, and that's what Sean O'Malley is to me, is just somebody that he's pushing. He's going to get all the stuff. But now, hey, you got to you gotta produce this one fight here because that's how you're going to get your title shot is to go through, you know, Peter. That's for Jan. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think I think I think I think he's I think Piotr Jan kills. I think Dana's run out of leash for Sean O'Malley. I think he really has, where it's like, how many, you know, sub ten uh top ten guys can you have a fight on main card events, uh main card pay-per-views before it's like, okay, let, let's let's him fight somebody. And then Pedro Munez was supposed to be the guy. Um Sean O'Malley's losing that entire fight. Unanimous. No one disagrees. Yeah. Right. And then it ends in a controversy, which again, I, I kind of side with Pedro Muniz because the fight was going so well for him. Yeah. Um, but now you got a guy like Peter Jan who's not going to stop the fight. He's not, he's, you won't even notice if he loses an eye again, the way he fights. Um, and I think Sugar Sean O'Malley is going to be, well, we'll have to talk about it as we get closer to the fight. Yeah. See I, if the fight I, even fucking happens. I, I am just like, whatever. Like, this guy, this guy is just, he's, it's like Ben Askren when they brought him in. It's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be this great guy. And, and then, and then he, he, he chokes out, he chokes out, um, oh, the ex champion there. Why can't I think of his name there? Which wasn't yeah. even a choke out. It wasn't even a choke out. It's like, what yeah. is this? This is silliness, silliness. And then, of course, uh, the game, the game bird, game bread, game, game bread there. He just came in and just, took him out the way he should be and then <laughs> and then some youtube sensation takes him out then because he shows up like yeah. he, he shows up like he i don't know like he was drinking milk the whole entire time i'm there what what is this? he was he's he's from wisconsin he you know he, he, he ben Askren's gonna be ben Askren. i think i think ben Askren's actually in new jersey but he's i think he's in uh, wisconsin now drinking a lot of dairy um, and he was very public about not training for that fight. It was the easiest five hundred thousand dollars of his of his career. I'd, I'd do it. I'd, I'd go get tooled, tooled up by one of the Paul brothers for half a mil. It's ridiculous. Why not? But yeah, it, it is. It is a bit of a clown show over there. And I, I, I really wish Dana would let the fighters fight and yeah. let that decide instead of bolstering the Conor McGregor's and the Sugar Sean O'Malley's of the world. Because you know, it's like Conor McGregor. It's like the guy talks so much shit still to this day. Still thinks he's the best in the world. He's got that special gift, you know. It's it's a function of where he's from, right? Uh, where he came from, socially, you know, in the social class, 
and the actual geographical location where he came from. But it's like, Bubba, you got to win some fights. <laughs> <laughs> you got to win some fights. You can't you can't just keep. Uh, you're a whiskey promoter now, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And not a good one either. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I, I hope to God Dana stops being a Kardashian and going after these these clowns. Yeah. Um, because it's what the kids want to see. But I don't know. I'm sorry, but you know what? I think all these all these guys coming from Dagestan and Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all they're all scary. And I don't think he wants. He don't. He doesn't want the UFC to look like a bunch of one bearded guys. I don't know. Maybe, but. Let's face it. That's what probably the UFC is going to look like here in a bit because those guys are vicious, man. They're so good. Yeah. Well, who would you want running around your facilities? Would you want a bunch of sugar shot O'Malley's who might steal, you know, the change from your uh, from your tip jar, or do you want those guys that could make you disappear <laughs> and no one will say a fucking word about it? Um, <laughs> if I woke up in Dagestan, I'm toast. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. <laughs> you know bears then the, the humans are scarier it's you know <laughs> i get it and dana dan is a guy that was allegedly pretty mobbed up in south south boston there you know what i mean like it's like that's a scary group of human beings to have you can't sit there and just have your whole roster be you know dudes from dagestan because geez louise <laughs> just just khabib alone you know what i mean like I what know. he did to conor mcgregor and then jumps out tries to fight dylan danis yeah it's like come on i don't want that i don't blame dana for that those guys aren't fun they don't party they're 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 just they're praying and training that's That's it it. that's it oh oh my gosh all right all right on that note i got one it's our time for one-on-one question you have one for me reed because i definitely got one for you hit me all right so let's just say you have the chance to re-sign Patrick Bergeron back to your Patrice. boss. Patrice. 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 Patrice He's Bergeron. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is. Me. He is. Show him Patrice. some fucking respect. You have the chance to sign Patrice Bergeron back to your ranks in Boston. But you're going to have to get rid of Brad Marchand. Do you do it? This is a hypothetical. Obviously, this yeah, is not yeah, happening. Of course. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, Patrice, Patrice is, he's, he set the bar for what it means to be a Boston Bruin. And, 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 and I would say that at any team he goes to, he sets, he would set the bar anywhere. Um, and a guy like that, what he's put up for our team, again, I mentioned it earlier after every postseason run, um, you know, they do the x-rays, they do the MRIs, they see all the scar tissue, they see the punctured lung, they see the broken ribs that he was playing through. Um, you don't notice that you look at the face off percentage always very, very high. Um, you look at all the, uh, the, you know, the, his, his two way play, he's the prototypical two way forward, right? Um, he's a guy that teaches people how to be a professional, how to be a professional athlete, right? How to, how to live in the world of social media and, uh, again, bombastic news coverage and, you know, loves his family, uh, puts his family above all else and then puts his team just right below his family. You, you, you know, you got to take a guy like that. It, it, I love Brad Marchand severely, um, but I would hate him if he was on any other team. Patrice Bergeron, if he was on any other team, I'd still love Patrice Bergeron. So. Yeah, yeah. And again, if, if Patrice isn't signing here, he's signing in Montreal. And I, I think so that. too, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be cool to see, but I, I don't want that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt Bostonians everywhere. <laughs> uh, right, you have a my question? One, my, my one-on-one is uh, Bill Burr recently had a new special drop on Netflix. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? Very, no. very, very classic Bill Burr. Um, filmed it live out in Red Rocks. Pretty awesome. Um, and he made headlines. Um, you know, some people said he unfairly attacked the WNBA. Um, but he brought up a lot of good points, in my opinion, um, where he says, you know, uh, he points out correctly, accurately, that the WNBA is subsidized by the NBA. And right. these ladies are out there playing in front of 400 people every fucking night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so what, what do you think we do about this situation? This, this weird look that women's sports has where they, they clearly aren't, you know, the highest paid WNBA athlete is like $270,000 a year. Right. Right. And you see 18 year olds in the NHL who will never see a, a an actual NHL roster making two or three times that a year in right. some cases. What do we do about this? Do, do we, is it, do women need to just shut the fuck up and start buying tickets and uniforms? You know, cause Bill Burr pointed out, he's like, I guarantee he was talking directly to the women in the audience. Name me your team, your city's WNBA team. How do we get women into sports? Is it a lost cause? I don't think it's a lost cause. Um, I think. So what do we what do we do about yeah, that? Like, I think everything, all this is new. The WNBA really has only what been around twenty years, maybe, maybe longer. Sure, but basketball, professional basketball has been around a long time. Yeah, it has. But I mean, we're also seeing the same thing with hockey as well. Like the females in hockey. You're starting to see that so, come so around now. Let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me provide a little more context too, right? The UFC, Dana White said he would never, ever, ever put on right. female yeah. MMA. Right? 2013, yeah. And not only did he do that, yeah. but he has enjoyed the fruits of that severely. Right. Some of the best fights in history, right. in the history of the sport, not just UFC, MMA in general, mm-hmm. have been female, female spy, uh, fights. And the vast majority of the fans of those fights are male. Right. right. So is you, do you think men need to, you know, start watching WNBA and WNHL and all that other crap? Or, you know, do women need to start bolstering some of these female athletes? I, I don't see. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. But the thing is, like, let's face it, though, at some point you need an off season if you're a dude as well. Right. Because it's like I got a family. I got stuff like that. I can't be watching every single sport happening. And yes, sports is there all year round. I mean, quite honestly, at some point, every four years, you have the Olympics. Every four years, you got the World Cup. You know, you got uh, Tour de France happening all the time. You got stuff everywhere. UEFA's championship, Premier League is happening. If you really wanted it, you could have sports all the time. Yeah. But, you know, like, you got to pick and choose what you're going to be watching, what you're going to be doing, all that stuff. So you, right? you think, you think the, the answer to women's sports uh, viewership is women watching these sports? Like, does, does Joanna watch WNBA? Uh, no, no, Joanna won't watch WNBA right now. But, I mean... Uh, so, how do, we, how do we evangelize that? Yeah, I'm raising I, a little girl, right? Like, yeah. you know... I think, I think you bring them. You bring them, you know, to, to those games and then get them interested. And, and, and I think that's where it starts. Is like Because if you have a look at soccer, even, for, for female soccer, I mean, there's people in the stands for that. There's people in the stands for female hockey, you know? Like... Uh, so the WNBA, I just think that they need, and, and that's a problem is that they just need people to be willing to bring somebody there and get them into it. You know what I mean? 
Um, so I think that men have the responsibility maybe to bring their wives over to it so that their wives can have a look at it too and just go, hey, I, I got something here that, you know, or your daughters, even better. Because it's just like, this is something you could do. You know what I mean? And, and That's the future. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I think that everybody should be able to support it. It's just that yeah, I mean, you know, how I much time do you have, though, right? I, like, I, yeah. I, I look at it this way, right? Like, I, I watch a lot of sports, an inordinate amount of sports, and I could, I could watch more, right? Yeah. Um, but I also, <laughs> take, I also take the time to watch some of the, you know, traditionally female television shows, like 90 Day Fiance is one of my favorite shows of all time, right? Like, oh you know, I, I, I cross-pollinate in that way. Yeah. Um, so, so I think what you're saying is maybe not as, uh, as polarizing as Bill Burr put it, but I think what you're getting at is like, you know, men can only watch so many sports. Um, yeah. The NFL rules, MLB rules, NBA rules, NHL rules, right? Like that we saw that. But even then I'm not watching every game. You know what I mean? Like I'm, there's yeah, some people that get, there's some people that get the passes and they're watching every game. They're sitting there, they're glued to the couch. And it's just like, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? But yeah. Can we pay more attention to these sports and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. And then, should you be able to bring somebody in order to inf- influence them that this could something that you can do, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So we just, we just gotta, we just gotta, you know, evangelize it for, for our female counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like that. You know, now like that that's what, that's what, that's that, that's the, that's the Rubik's cube I'm trying to solve these days. It's like now the worst part is that I, I do want, I do want these organizations to do well. I do want, yeah. I do want the, cause again, MMA, like female MMA, it was it was crazy. I was training with girls back when I was training, yeah. and um, and they were motherfuckers. It blew up. It blew yeah, and up. then you, we're we're enjoying the fruits of that. And you know, it's MMA is a weird sport, just like you know, uh, female boxing, female kickboxing, same deal. It's a weird sport where it's it doesn't matter. We have this thing, you know, in our DNA where we want to see blood, we want to see the hematomas, we want to see the knockout, right? We want to see somebody's arm get ripped off, and you know, but WNBA, they, there was that highlight of that dunk. And it was just like, it looked like a layup almost, where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I could watch WNBA basketball. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to do it. Like, I don't care about basketball enough. I watch, I watch a good amount of WNHL because hockey's hockey as far as I'm fucking concerned. But there is a difference between WNHL, uh, you know, Amanda Kessel out there uh, versus watching Connor McDavid do what he does, right? Like, but eventually maybe like, maybe like the UFC – they just need to catch up uh, with the the talent and get people into it, right? That's that's basically it. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it's there, and I think that I'm I'm happy that the NBA subsidizes towards it. And you should have some sort of uh, goals, even that you know that your daughter can look at and go, you know, that's something I could do as well. You know, so I think I think yeah, the power, and- power to it. It's like, yeah. And here, here, here's, here's something that I've always found interesting. Name me a successful male gymnast. I couldn't right now. Yeah. Name me a female. Uh, all right. Name me a successful female gymnast. Well, I, they're all American. <laughs> Simone, Simone Biles, Ali Ray. Simone I, I can name you. A, yeah. I can name you a bunch of them. Mary, you know I mean? Mary so Lou Retton. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can, you can name a bunch a, a shit ton of, fam- uh, you know, famous, like, uh, they're, all, they're all Americans that I know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We're pretty good where we're good at. So yeah. 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 And I, I think, uh, I think like for women's sports, I think, you know, the Megan Rapinoe's of the world, they're going to be, you know, very uh, polarizing in, in their messaging and stuff like that, which I, I don't think it's helped the cause. Because again, you can look over to the UFC. You can see 
women being promoted at high level. Um, you know, name some female UFC fighters. You can name a shit ton. Holly yeah. Holmes. Yeah. Um, you know, your Amanda Nunez is yeah. your uh, Joanna it's, Andrade. It's funny because it's that, it's that blood, right? It's, it's like there's a yeah. promise of blood. So it's like, you know, men like that. It's like, oh, there's a promise of blood? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sweet. We're very, we're but very... even even Nicole's, Nicole's not an MMA fan, but, yeah. you know, she loves Joanna Andrade. So yeah. Whenever she's fighting, she can't she can't keep her eyes off the TV. Unfortunately, Joanna oh. is getting her ass kicked by uh, Wele. Yeah. She, uh, she, uh, <laughs> God damn it, I can't pronounce her last name. Ah, uh, ah. The chick from China there, he's motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, I really do hope the best for the WNBA. Um, I don't think Bill Burr was wrong. Um, I do think women need to step up and just start watching the shit if they want it to be better. Because just saying, well, we need more money. It's like, where's the money come from? But is it, is it, it should, should it just be on the women altogether? I mean, we yeah, can always. No, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we should. Uh, although you know, Bill Burr is trying to. He's trying to. He's trying to. He, he's a stand-up comedian. Do. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I like it. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. He's yeah. he's a guy raising a daughter. He knows what it's like. You know. Yeah. I think I think he wishes the best for it too. Right. Absolutely. I, I, I like very very statesman uh, statesman like answer. Very diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> you you might have a future in politics, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't believe it. We're at the end of another great episode. Um, can't wait till all of our sports are back on. Until then, we have UFC, oh. and off season is almost as entertaining as the regular season. So I I don't know. It's like the promise yeah. of what is to come. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ready to see Tyree kill down in Florida. That's gonna be crazy, I'm man. Still, yeah. We were just talking so about that last me. week, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like how, what is gonna happen? Like the, and that's the thing about the landscape of the NFL. It's always changing. It's always ever moving. So it's just like you can never sit there and go, oh, it's this or it's that. And, there's, there's, there's never, there's none of that, none of that. Yeah, we know? have, we have, we have some great seasons of sports coming up ahead of us, and absolutely, absolutely. it's always so exciting, always so exciting. Well, Reed, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. You so, as well, my brother from another mother. Yeah, so Sean Valencourt. As Brad would like to say at this moment, be good or be good at it. I like the glasses because it hides the fact that I can never see your eyebrows on this. I like it too. I do. I do appreciate that. <laughs> did you just raise a brow there? I couldn't. Tell. I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a little bit. All right. Peace out, boys. <laughs> Later. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.